0: The New Challenger!
1: From 8-bit to 35mm, game beds to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for Broke! It's time to press X to reload. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Press X to Reload. We are back in the second stage of Super Mario Brothers, the movie. I have returned with Wayne Brissett, Mark Athenis, and our special guest, Adam Prosser of the What Mad Universe podcast. Wayne. Hi. Thanks for not deserting us. Hi.
2: (laughs) Mark. Yeah, I love that uh, this is more of a sequel than this movie got. Let's go.
1: (laughs) That is true. And Adam Welcome back for the second
0: well, half. Thank you. Someone set us up the bomb. I, I, I don't know. Oh, That's, isn't that
1: from Mario <laughs> Bros.? I don't know video games. There you go. That's okay. None <laughs> of us are clever. It's fine. So we tried to discuss this movie, and there is just too much to discuss. I promise we will not stretch this to a third because we will all give up and walk away if oh, we can't God. run out of things to say. But there is a lot about this movie. And one thing I just want to bring back, because we were talking earlier about the, the casting in the previous one, because this movie does have some good names. You've got Bob Hoskins as Mario Mario. Got that name. <laughs> You've got Jake Le- uh, John Leguizamo as Luigi Mario. But what's amazing is apparently some of the people considered for Mario, including Tom yes. Hanks.
2: Right? Yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Like, can,
1: can anyone picture Tom Hanks as
2: Mario? I can. Sort of? I can. I can. not I can. If you cast John Leguizamo, because they'd be closer to brothers, and you would be getting the the big Tom Hanks, the Tom Hanks who was in big. That's, that's how he would have played this with a goofy mustache and a a goofy Mario. Yeah. Right. He just wouldn't have been your classic pudgy Mario.
1: Right. I no. was more on board when Danny DeVito yeah. was offered it, but he he looked at it and Rage. saw what this was but, coming yeah. away
0: from my Danny DeVito and Bob
1: Hoskins are the two guys
3: you Danny want to DeVito play Danny
0: DeVito's
1: the only one
3: who rejected it. Yeah. Tom Hanks was right? on board. Yes. Yeah. He was, yeah. They said he was ready D- to go. Dustin Hoffman
0: was on board was on and, they board. Said, and Dun- Nintendo Hoffman. said no. At like what they vetoed <laughs> Hoffman.
2: I know. After yeah. there, like two Academy Awards. He like he just yeah. won for Rain Man and they were like, nah. <laughs>
0: And then Tom Hanks went on to win an Academy Award because he wasn't in this movie, basically. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> and again, no disrespect to Bob Hoskins. He is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. He's the best cast he of those fantastic. they could
3: have done, I think. He, I'm he just
1: trying to wrap my brain around how the movie would be different with someone like Dustin Hoffman or Tom Hanks in that lead role because Danny DeVito I don't think the performance would be that different than what Bob Hoskins gave us right but a Dustin Hoffman Mario is a completely different animal. you know Bob yeah. Hoskins you totally. can tell
0: what a good actor he is because he was apparently miserable and drunk through this whole movie and it doesn't mm-hmm. really come off on screen at all he's committed to the performance 100% the entire time
3: professional it's like he was getting himself he's ready for the thing. Eddie Valiant role in Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Well, that was after oh, he Roger done
2: Rabbit. That. But he yeah.
3: he did that first. Oh, was it? Oh, why did? Oh, I thought Roger was after.
2: No, he did it this first. This was years later. Maybe he was well, still drinking me, then. His for me, honestly, he's uh, you know, talking about things we like about this movie. Bob Hoskins is phenomenal for me, even just some of his physical humor. Like I, I, I loved him throughout the whole thing. Like he was a genuine joy oh, sure. to watch the whole movie. So if there's one silver lining, he's slumming yeah. it, but he's good in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, if we go back to what we were talking about when we left off, the the romantic comedy between <laughs> Princess Daisy, who at this point we don't know is a princess, or even that she came out of the egg, and John Leguizamo's Luigi Mario. Mark, you were touching on the, in your opinion, absolutely atrocious dialogue between them. And I, yeah. I have one specific note that I want to bring up, only because it killed me in my experience watching this. I'm watching with Corinne, and princess daisy is going on about this and that and she goes it's beautiful and whatever it was she's describing is it's beautiful corinne looks at me and goes you're beautiful and within about <laughs> one second luigi mario goes you're beautiful and corinne starts snickering at me <laughs> <laughs> like, good for you you can write as well as the writers whichever ones wrote it because there was many for super yeah, mario luigi Brothers. you don't
0: know you're beautiful that's what makes you beautiful <laughs>
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah but she called it and good for her right but you have the scapellies are trying to for whatever reason shut down her paleontology dig that she's doing in manhattan Mm -hmm. i wasn't really clear on why they're trying to shut it down but their plan to shut it down is to flood the pipes or like turn them so that the area is flooding. But there's tunnels everywhere, so I don't see how it ever would have flooded anything.
2: Yeah. Maybe in a hundred years. Unless
1: I'm missing something there. <laughs> like they like Luigi leaves to get Mario across town, comes back, yes. and the water is not any higher.
2: <laughs> no. I I laughed. And again, when you think about looking at this movie from laughing at it like they're making it poorly, I laughed Really hard at that moment that he left across town. I'm like, whatever you were trying to save is gone. <laughs> the moment you have to leave yeah. this site and go across town, except when they come back, it's fine. And she mentions the sump pump, and I don't think they know what sump pumps are because that would be <laughs> nothing but the nastiest stuff. And Mario is bent over almost face first in this water. Being like, hand me a wrench, hand me my hand. Like, it's just, I was just like that's you're standing in just grossness right now because you're allegedly He's the sump pump's gone.
1: Remember, plumbers are the tough bounty hunters of Manhattan. He's tough. <laughs> that's he
2: true. Can take it Plumber time. hunters. Plumber, Plumber Hunter. hunters.
3: It's
1: amazing. Capcom yeah. should make that.
3: Plumber hunters. It's a new, rea- new reality show. <laughs> be
1: amazing. But you have her get grabbed by Iggy and Spike, which, as Adam mentioned, in the grand tradition of this movie, they take elements from the games, sometimes just literally the names, like two of Koopa's children, Iggy and Spike, and now they're just really stupid henchmen that work for Koopa.
3: I don't think Spike is one of his children. Spike is I mean, just a normal villain. <laughs> I don't know the full
1: linealogy or hierarchy of the uh, the Koopa kids. Yeah. Iggy's a kid, so but I think Spike is just one. a regular villain. <laughs> okay. You could be right.
2: In this, they're neither. But
1: either way, I think, was it Iggy or Spike that says... Which one of it says, we've been kidnapping princesses, but we we keep getting the wrong one. We're 0 for 5. What
3: percentage is
2: that? That, I love that
3: little talk. (laughs) That made me laugh.
2: I love that. I don't know. That was
1: great.
3: And
2: he tries to do the math. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I I don't know. (laughs) It's the fact that they tried to do
2: that math. Yes. (laughs) And that they still Uh, don't
3: know. No. (laughs) I love that. I, I don't know.
1: They're just amazingly stupid. But they managed to grab Daisy by knocking out the Mario Brothers with one hit because that's Hollywood. One hit and you're unconscious for five minutes and then you're fine. I can't blame this film for that because all films do it. And then Mario is leading Luigi through maybe the largest tunnel system I've seen underneath Manhattan. Is it the tunnels that
2: Godzilla gets Mm -hmm. hidden in? Is that what they're in? Oh, yeah. That's got to be it. That's got to be it. (laughs) Because they're deep tunnels.
3: That's it. That's it.
2: Like they left the tunnels and they were in a cavern. It was cavernous.
3: Yeah. It's huge.
2: Yeah.
1: Like I've been to New York, but I've never gone into the caverns of New York. Can any of you speak to the caverns? Are they are they that big? No. I don't know. Well they yeah, are. It, they know.
3: must be. This this show's they based on yeah. true story.
1: Yeah. I this and they couldn't afford the budget to fake those caverns.
2: Yeah, this historically accurate <laughs> film. Why would you doubt anything it tells you?
1: But for the year of it. And you guys can disagree, agree, what have you. I, I want to get all your opinions on it. But for an early use of CG, when they hear her screaming and they come down there and her CG face comes through like the the mm-hmm. wall that is really a portal, I didn't think that was half bad. That was kind of OK.
3: None of the effects made me cringe. I was like, oh, yeah, it, it, like is it, it is what it is for that time. Yeah. Some don't. Some movies
2: don't hold up. But this one, I was like, ah, it is what it is. So uh, I was with it you worked on that. I was like, oh, the effects aren't too bad. And then watching that documentary, it was made the same year as Jurassic Park. And then I was like, this effects were shit. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is
3: that. So there, there is for those that. who – I don't think ILM was on this one. For those who Definitely don't know, not. this movie
1: came out in May of 1993 and it heavily features dinosaurs. And there's some good practical effects work. Don't get me wrong. But in June of 1993, <laughs> a little-known film called Jurassic Park came out. Yeah, and then you don't age so well. <laughs>
2: no, yeah, you
1: know,
0: I it I want well, that's, that's a bad. Wrap. I actually I feel like that's a good segue into something I wanted to talk about with this movie. Just sort of a sure. big thing again for about like five years in the very late 80s and early 90s, there was this weird. Thing where you were allowed To make a movie that was effectively Set in a parallel reality And that's What this movie is, like if you Strip away all the nonsense, all the Second Mm -hmm. guessing Where they put something in and took it out And misinterpreted things from the game I'm sorry? Yeah, you would just have credits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, if you well that true, <laughs> but if you get down to the core yeah. of what it feels like they were trying to do, it's not the aesthetic of the game at all. It's not cartoony, it's not that, no. but I can kind of see what they were going for the idea that it's like a loopy cartoon cyberpunk movie. That somehow does click. And there were movies like that in the 90s. That was a whole thing. For sure. Mm -hmm. Tim Burton is kind of the god. He's not cyberpunk per se, but it's that whole idea of like Batman, but it's not really our world. It's like a slight parallel reality. That became an aesthetic for a few movies for a while in the 90s. And this is part of that tradition where it's just like, even though there's explanation for why it's a parallel reality, but it is that thing of like, yeah, we're just going to build these crazy sets and make it look nothing like real world. It's going to be like on stage sets. It's going to be weird and, mm. and, and crazy I think and Tracy kids, super cyberpunk that actually, because you arguably can't translate the aesthetics of the game directly to this film. So, That's kind of not a bad take on it, I think, to do it that way. In and of itself, that's not bad. There's a lot of baffling decisions connected with that, but to just simply make it like this weird... And I mean, the people who created the movie did Max Headroom, and you can see that aesthetic going on to the the movie as well. Yes.
2: Yes. Which is fascinating.
1: So Luigi jumps into the, the portal to go save Daisy, and Mario reaches for it and then falls, but he falls... In a way where it looks like he leaps upwards in the air like he's doing like a somersault kickflip. That was a pretty weird stunt. And um, here's Can we talk so, about that for a
2: second? A quick second. Yes,
1: absolutely <laughs> we can. I, I was curious your opinion of how well
2: that translates. Mario movie part three. Here's my uh No, but here's the thing with that. And, and and it's because of the end of the movie that I had this question. It looks like you need the stone to open the portal, to jump through. And clearly the princess didn't do that when she's kidnapped. And then they steal the stone onto the wrong side of the portal when Luigi grabs it, but they still just jump through, which I can ignore all of that because the stone is involved. But it leads us back to the two Koopa henchmen. How did they get there? Okay, she's got so the, the initial
1: there. explosions, it sounds like the initial explosions opened up what tiny little portal is there. For those who don't know, Princess Daisy is wearing a little piece of meteorite around her neck that is part of a gigantic meteor that separated the the dinosaurs from us. And they need to add that little piece of meteorite back to the big one because it's at 99% until it's 100% loaded. They can't merge our dimensions and from what I understand, they're running short on all resources. they Koopa wants to come here to take our resources. So it's essentially the plot of Spaceballs, the plot of uh, Waterworld. It's you have stuff, I want stuff. Okay, fine. I don't mind the idea that maybe that explosion in some way opened up this tiny portal that's there, and maybe it's shrinking this whole time. I don't know. That's fine. But I kind of wish they went a different route at that point. Because up until then, everything feels more or less normal and real. (laughs) And when they start going through the... When Mario jumps through that portal and he's falling through and the effects get absolutely loopy, Mm -hmm. Mm Crin goes, oh, is it going to turn into a cartoon now? And I looked at her and said, that would have been so much better than what you're about to get.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You are about to be so disappointed. (laughs)
1: She yeah. was under the impression that it was going to switch to uh, an animated or CG animated or stop motion or
2: goddamn f-ing puppets. No, they I don't did that know. with the cartoon. Something too. more sort of logical yeah. than what they did. <laughs> it sort of went yeah. to puppets. lot of the ideas you just mentioned would have been better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that would have been great. And don't get me wrong, I kind of dig the cyberpunkish Mad Blade Runner, but fungus <laughs> everywhere thing they're mm. going for. It kinda sorta works and you have cute nods like Bullet Bills, the the club, mm-hmm. and you've got like yeah, thwomp, whatever the, the hell that place is, that's like all those neon signs.
3: The boots were from Thwomp boots or
1: whatever. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So that okay, fine, but now I feel like I got robbed of a really good animated Mario Brothers movie in the early nineties. I think that could have worked a lot better. Mm-hmm. At least it moves the plot forward into something that is more what we were expecting. You know, a Mario Brothers mm-hmm. movie where they fight Koopa. It just moves that the point, movie forward,
3: not the plot forward. Forward. The, no, no. Movie forward. It,
1: it moves the movie <laughs> forward because at least now we meet Koopa. And Koopa is maybe one of the most fun things in this. Dennis Hopper knows exactly how this movie is going to turn out. Yep. <laughs> he knows what movie he signed Did up he, for though? and he knows that's not what it is anymore. <laughs> he knows what it's going to be. And you can even when you look at those behind the scene things like I don't bother reading the script anymore because they change it every day. I can't see how it's going to make my character any worse if I don't read the script ahead of time. He's just improving every scene as far as I can tell and just hamming it up. And he's awesome. Interesting that they call
3: him. Koopa instead of Bowser. Bowser, I mean, yeah. Bowser's always yeah. been his name, right from day one. Well, no, the, the I think of that's the, the.
0: I think that's the American version. I think he was King Koopa in the Japanese version, and they changed it to Bowser as the American version. If I'm not mistaken, it's kind of one of those uh, things, like a Bison and Vega thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm not so. sure.
3: I thought he was always Bowser, King of the Koopas.
0: But but I mean, in, again, it's a Japanese game, and I think his name would have been King Koopa in the original, and that Bowser, because that's a very American. Name as opposed to Koopa, which is the Jap- Japanese name, right? Like, See, I feel like that would have saved this film. If they just called him Bowser, everything
1: else would have fallen in.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like a Bowser.
2: <laughs> yes, clearly. I just thought there were times where, where he he was the emotion of the audience, like his anger and frustration <laughs> within the film. Yeah. <laughs> Most <laughs> relatable character like in the, the film. Times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, well, he looks really pissed. I'm pissed. I get you, buddy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you have that wonderful moment where he finds out. You know, where's the rock? Because they've got the princess. Oh, well, the uh, the plumbers took it. He's like, the plumbers? What plumbers? <laughs> put out a plumber alert. Yes! And that feeds into my theory that plumbers are rogue bounty hunter mercenaries. Because I it's agree. an existing thing to have a plumber yeah. alert.
2: <laughs> yes. She immediately knew what to In do. In another reality, no less. Yes. Yeah. They immediately knew what to do. He said put out a plumber alert. And she immediately turned and started a series of actions that actually resulted in Mario and Luigi being recognized on site as plumbers because of their belts. That's yeah. how dangerous plumbers are, just so you know. And how few plumbers exist
1: in the Koopa world. Apparently yeah. they are rare. But needed. Which is just Which is weird because of needed, all the pipes. Clearly.
0: But, but anyway. Immediately right.
1: needed. And then you have my favorite section of the entire film because it's a million ideas clearly coming from everyone. The guys on set making props and costumes, all kinds of weird crap happens at once. You have, Mm. and I'm going to go over this really fast and you guys throw in stuff afterwards. We'll talk about it. You have the GTA grandma that's mugging them. You've got the, (laughs) you've got the toad character that's, Fight the establishment's you know, singer guy. You've got the dead for God knows how many years skeleton hanging on the front of a taxi. All of the cars look like they're bumper cars with some sort of electric wiring going up on top of them with sparks flying off of them. You've got hot dogs that are just insects being put into them instead of wieners. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is you happening? You
2: big... How did you leave out Big Bertha? How did you leave out? Because the, the I'm woman saving her. Because
1: she's more important. She's integral to the plot. He's just talking about the initial who, visual.
2: I I just I got to come back to her because she. WWF's that grandma. <laughs> over the oh reality. my god! Yeah. <laughs> Who gets up and immediately shoots the driver, like
3: passenger.
1: Right. Okay. So you have the grandma see Mario and Luigi. Oh, you guys must be new around here. Do you know what's going on? Do you have anything to protect yourselves? And when they go no. Then stick them up, and she pulls out. I think like the penguin's like umbrella weapon, and she's trying to take the rock from them the the necklace, and then Big Bertha grabs her and doesn't just throw her, throws her where she somersaults and spins, goes over a railing, falls fifty feet, lands in a taxi, and immediately gets up and starts assaulting the people in the taxi. That grandma's invincible <laughs> yeah.
0: Well she is a dinosaur, right? Theoretically. She's,
1: I guess. she's probably she's probably a plumber. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but like and then as you say, Big Bertha She takes the rock from them, activates the stomp boots, which as a fun aside, and I'm sure you guys all know this, but for the audience at home, to give Mario and Luigi the ability to do their super jumps from the games, they have these mechanized boots that they put in little bullet bills that propel them into the air like rocket boots. And those are the same boots used in the prison in Face Off. All of the prisoners with their magnetic boots—they just reused those boots that were made for this movie. So this movie is connected to Nicolas Cage, and that speaks to the kind of crazy we're dealing with. (laughs) But Bertha activates those things, and just her staring sideways as the camera perfectly tracks (laughs) her, and she floats up into the air away from them.
2: Yes, was (laughs) the best
1: cinematography of this entire film. I I could have stopped Um. it there and been happy and be like, Big Bertha gets the necklace. That's the end of the movie. I'm good. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> my God, she's outstanding. Well, then you'd miss the the elevator scene
0: and rocket launcher Koopa, which are the greatest moments of this film. But yeah. Oh my
1: God. Yeah. Yes, there's there's some good stuff coming, which am I the only one who thinks that the... The guns they have, the devolving rocket launcher guns they have near the it's end, the super, are scope. super scopes from the, they, are, they are right, super scopes they're, yeah, they're they're super they so. are super scopes. Yeah. They miss the big details in this, but then they have these tiny little details <laughs> that are perfect. The bullet bills that go into the boots look like bullet bill. Yeah. The super scope is there, but that's it. It's so weird. I don't okay. understand. But you find out all of the missing princesses that have been captured until they find the correct princess. They didn't do what a truly dark and gritty film would do of, well, we don't need them so we kill them. They just put them up in Koopa's castle and they're hanging out and when they throw her in with them, one's just doing her aerobics and stretching in the background. Did you guys catch that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. She's gotten
1: comfortable. Yeah.
2: I mean, it doesn't look all that bad, really. If you're going to be kidnapped, I guess.
1: Seems pretty cozy. The Goombas throw you in, you just kind of chill for a while. None of them, none of the quote unquote princesses seem distressed. Other than, concerned. I think, Mario's girlfriend who got grabbed by accident earlier in the film. Yeah. By the way, Mario does have a love interest.
0: That's really weird yeah, that they... Does. Yeah, anyway,
1: yeah. But you have Mario and Luigi get grabbed by the... I don't know, the punk police? Like, that's a really <laughs> weird aesthetic on the police where they've got, like, spiked yeah. pauldrons on them on <laughs> yeah. top of what looks like normal police uniforms. It looked like... yeah. If the police had gotten a hold of a punk's jacket and said, I can make well, this part of here, my uniform here, and just... You know it what it
0: is about that? The the filmmakers are British, apparently, so they probably okay. knew Judge Dredd really well, mm. and that might have influenced oh. the aesthetic of this movie a bit. So,
1: yeah. That wow. actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. All things that... tie in. Yeah. See? this is why we have someone far more cultured than any of us joining us on the podcast to try and dissect and make sense of this lunacy. Thank you again for being with You're us. Welcome. We need you to guide us like a lantern through this very random connection, but, but yes, I'll take it. But then you have, you can tell where it's going as a gag for the audience, but I like how Luigi and Mario play it up. First, you have the whole, what's your name? Mario, Mario, Luigi, Mario. But then when they go to have them photographed by the police, the way they have it set up where it really does look like <laughs> yeah, it's a fire right?
3: squad. Which is funny.
1: They let out these cameras that look like rifles and ready, aim, and party, oh my god. And then they just take pictures of them <laughs> yeah. looking terrified. And then they put them in, as far as I can tell, pet cages. <laughs> Human-sized pet cages. Yeah. I can't even remember how they get out of the pet cages because certain parts of this, you oh, guys can remember. help me, but I don't remember. Hoop, I just know they
3: get okay. out. Oh, Right.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He pretended to be a to the lawyer
3: bed. or something like that.
1: For, like, ten seconds, he pretends to be a lawyer. And they hit him and yeah, they, they run they, and fight, they
3: fight their way out, yeah. They push yeah. him or whatever and then they leave. Right. On the zip line. Remember, they're, like, on a zip line going up Yeah.
1: The, right, the right, right. And just before they escape, Toad, the anti-establishment singer, gets put in one of the big plot devices of this film, the devolving machine, which is what they use to make Goombas. <laughs> so... Help me understand, they dress him up like one of the Goombas, so he's got, like, the jacket of one of them. Okay, fine. They strap him in this machine, and this machine's got you, like, tied down in a chair, and then it raises you up, and your head goes into this device that now devolves you back to, like, dinosaur type. And you see some pretty wacky effects of his face getting turned into a dinosaur, which I really love, and then when he comes out, he is also now suddenly 10 feet tall. How... Did he not change in height in that chair when he's strapped into it? Well, you see, none of it makes any sense. But now he's he's Goomba-like. But they let him keep the harmonica, so you know which Goomba is him. Which I thought was very sweet
2: of the other Goombas to be like, "Hey, man, we know you didn't ask for this, but here's your harmonica." (laughs) Right? It's unreal.
3: So they're not that dumb. And arguably, he has
1: more of an arc than most of the characters. Yeah. Actually, and I was talking to Crin about this earlier. I'm going to put this question out to you guys. Answer. Whoever wants to answer. Does any major character in this film have an emotional arc whatsoever? Hmm.
3: Just, just Toad. Silence. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: poor yeah, Toad. poor Toad.
1: Koopa learns
3: he went through the to most.
1: not. No one changes. Koopa's maybe second best. Yeah. Like he's almost achieving his goal. The closest I have is Mario learns to trust the fungus. That's it. <laughs> That's the most I've got. Yeah. Uh. That's the closest thing to an emotional arc in the entire movie. Other than that, it's a bunch of stuff that happens. Yeah, the
3: characters uh, begin and end in the same uh, place emotionally. What's the girl's name? The the right hand girl for Koopa. She had oh a bit of a... oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 Lena yeah she, Lena. She'd have a she bit of. a and then
1: gets she does. Zapped. She's tired of being ignored, and she decides to to take matters in her own hands. She steals the rock. She tries to become a big player and gets electrocuted into a skeleton that even has a yes. skeleton of her hair. So if there's a moral of the story, it's know your place and don't try and
3: become more than what you want. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: That's so emotional. Oh, great. I'm so emotionally tied yeah. to that. Yeah. That's, like, what? And plumbers
1: <laughs> are bounty
3: hunters. the that. other moral of the story. Yes. They are to
0: be
1: feared. Plumber hunters. And also, flamethrower guns are not as useful as you think they are in your head. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone has flamethrower guns. No one has pistols or lasers in Koopatown. And I'm going to call it Town because they land in Koopa Square. They go to the Koopahari Desert Tunnel. There's the Koopa Parkway, the Koopa Boulevard. Every street I could see in this film was called Koopa Something. Yeah, it's Town Makes sense. I don't know if you guys no, saw anything Koopatown. other than that. Everything, everything was Koopatown. labeled Koopa Something, which is actually a nice touch. I like the idea. If you're king, everything is just labeled yeah. you. It would be confusing as hell to navigate that city. But it's yeah, a little nice on Koopa. Wait, yep. Koopa,
2: what? <laughs> yeah, right. Koopa, Koopa. It's, it's like Smurf smurfing Town. Koopa. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: so,
2: so this I, I movie. gotta, we it's gotta talk about true. that elevator dance scene before we run out of time because oh. here's what killed me. Okay,
3: which is probably the best scene I, in the movie. It really
2: is. And what killed me about it was something unexpected, genuinely unexpected. There's a moment when they're dancing and they pair off. And as they pair off, they start to slow dance with each other. But one of the Koopa masks goes to put his head on the other guy's shoulder, but he's not lined up right, so his beak just hits the shoulder and crumples.
1: And, and I couldn't. So stop
2: to set the laughing. scene for anyone,
1: for anyone who hasn't seen this film when mario and luigi are trying to sneak up through koopa castle or koopa tower or whatever the hell it is to save the the girls all the girls are kidnapped and mario's girlfriend and princess daisy they get into this elevator and there's a couple of goombas there so they try and hide behind them and then the elevator opens again and more goombas get in and at one point this elevator seems to actually grow in size because now you've got like 16 goombas in there and i swear there was only room for four at one point (laughs) And they need to escape this thing, and Luigi gets the bright idea of if he just starts to sway the Goomba in front of him just a little bit back and forth with the elevator music, it'll start dancing. And then he grabs another and another, and now they're all dancing so that they can sneak out the the top of the elevator with no one noticing. And that's when these things you describe happen. How does that plan work? (laughs) If they're not facing them, couldn't they just escape through the ceiling anyway? Natural 20s. I... Did it make them quieter that they're dancing? They turn sideways to dance with each other. Does that not make it well, easier for them to be seen? No, it just distracted them. Too. It's a weird th- plan. It's just that
0: they're very, very easily distracted and have no no focus and c- can't hold more than one thought in their brain to, at a time. To
2: make them sway, he has to touch one behind it, and it has no reaction to that. It's like, right. oh, something's grabbing me. Something's swaying yeah. me. I like this. Like, it's just the weirdest
1: scene. But then at the end, once Koopa's is destroyed... The Goombas don't even seem to care that he's destroyed because there's music playing. They all start swaying and two or three of them, and it killed me to see this, two or three of them do that like jazz hands thing where you jump out from behind a couple of people and stop like, <laughs> ah! at the That's camera. I don't know who they're doing it uh, to, but they seem really happy. They're the best. Are they doing it to Mario and Luigi? The Are they doing it for us? It's the best. It's amazing. Watch that scene again. They just want to dance. I wish there was more Goombas at the stripper dancer club, which we need to talk about before we're done. Because one, that's Big Bertha's big moment. (laughs) And two, it is the moment that this film stops becoming a kid's film and becomes the closest thing to an adult film that it dares to be with the seduction techniques of Mario (laughs) Mario.
2: Because he's got the moves. He's
3: got the moves. And some of the costume designs.
1: So two things – One, and I love that he does this, he goes up, he says to Luigi, I'm going to go seduce her to get the rock, the necklace, back off of her. Watch my moves. I'll show you how it's done, little brother. Goes up, tries to smooth talk her, and she clocks him. And then when Luigi goes to pick him up, he's like, no, 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 I got this. And goes up and goes, can you hit me again? The feel of your knuckles against me. I can't get (laughs) enough of it. I... (laughs) Could not handle that.
3: Amazing.
1: SM in my Mar- Super Mario. Oh my God. Uh, SM. It's, it's intentional. Super Mario. <laughs> it's intentional. Super. SM. It is intentional and That's it's brilliant. So you put the
2: super in Super Mario.
1: Oh my God. That's what it really stands for. And then they have their erotic dance where he. <laughs> the necklace is hanging between her very large cleavage and he dips it her and dives himself. down with his teeth and he. Goes for it. Mm -hmm. Bob Hoskins is constant Mm. professional. (laughs) My God, this movie. (laughs) God. But she realizes that the the necklace is missing. And then when she corners them and they're trying to escape, he is such a effective, seductress of a man (laughs) that she doesn't get mad. She doesn't say, I'm going to take you down. She gives them a set of boots and says, I'll see you around. lover," And gives them a kiss. What
2: movie yeah. am I watching? I think she calls him a chubby, well, a chubby something. Huskies. So I don't know. It's pretty funny. And she sends him on his way. Yeah. It's like my yeah, chubby little hero something. or
1: something. So there
2: was sends the romance with the
0: princess you wanted of the Mario brother. Mario, but it was with Big
2: Bertha instead of the you, princess. You didn't get the princess you wanted. You got the princess you needed.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that yeah. princess was in another castle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the absolute... <laughs> Another castle. Yeah. The absolute best attempt at a pickup line, and I wrote it down because it creeped me out so much. When Koopa meets Princess Daisy for the first time, and he goes, "You are so fresh, oh and man, so clean."
3: Oh, what the hell? We forgot to talk. Even about the that? look he gave her. Yeah. We
2: forgot to talk about that. But...
3: He mentally <laughs> raped yeah. her. He mentally raped the, her. That look he gave her, we were like, we, "What the hell?" That was. We dirty. forgot
2: to talk about oh. the the little touch of OCD they decided <laughs> to give Koopa. Like he can't touch anything without immediately needing to clean yeah. his hands. Like I don't know why that quirk was necessary, but it's it's all over this movie. It's so weird.
1: Hmm. I don't know, and I think that's all stuff that Hopper threw yeah. into it, right? He's just—I yeah. think to have it's fun. him
0: trying to be like, let my character have something. Uh, he's got OCD. I guess that's what I'm going <laughs> to yeah. do with it. That's going to be my one victory in this movie
1: yeah. <laughs> in terms of acting. It's those little things that I think elevate it, like that weird secret handshake Mario and Luigi do where they go glug, 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 glug. That's not in the script. That can't and- be in the script. <laughs> but they do it like three times and it gets better every single time. I don't time. know if better.
2: I got creeped out every time because I was like, it's just the sound that they make. It's just the no, sound. It's, it's just the it's glug, 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 whether fat digits or it's, it's the sound their of a fat pipe. digits slapping together. I'm it's like, a why, why noise? do fat digits make a plumbing noise? It's just gross. Oh, no, it's gross. <laughs>
1: It's the sound of a pipe. Glug, yeah. glug, glug. It's yeah. brilliant. I love that. That made me laugh so hard every time. I, it just, this movie has so many bizarre choices. The weird
3: scene they cut to of Koopa ordering a pizza that lasts for like two minutes long. By the way, in the final confrontation, probably the hardest I laughed is the, sir, your pizza's finally here. What? <laughs> right? I was in tears. Tears when that friggin was set. that 30 now. minutes left to
1: go. He orders a pizza with 15 minutes left to go. He's like, "Where is my pizza?" At the end of the film, when they defeat, when they're <laughs> the trying to defeat him, "Hey, your
3: pizza's oh. here."
2: That, <laughs> that joke that's doesn't need two minutes. Classic comedy exist. construction. Yes. <laughs> but it's beautiful The setup, no, no, build, no, the payoff. No, no, that's, that's how it works. No, that's again one of the best parts. I, it's amazing,
1: <laughs> brilliant. TV. I mean, I know I said it would take two. I, there's so much about this film. I know. Are we done talking about it or do we want to continue talking about it? What about the, what about about the, the snow I, slide? That
3: was like the next right? best thing I laughed at. There's so, <laughs> so much. Goofy.
1: This film oh. has too much.
3: But we can't, is, we can't. Let the audience watch it for themselves.
1: There are and other enjoy. things. There are bobsledding tunnels that make no sense. There is, there is, as I said, trust yeah. the fungus. The king is a fungus. The there's king is Lance everywhere. Hendrickson randomly Hendrickson for
2: no reason. Mind. Lance he Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson as the king!
3: For, <laughs> for one line!
2: <laughs> what there's, is going on? The, the, which doesn't even make sense. The world's sense, merging but time. and unmerging. But when it merges, only like three things come over and then like Things go back that shouldn't go back. Like when you merge into Mario's world, why does Mario get merged back over to Koopa world? He's in his world. I don't understand. But you don't need to. Why is it
3: when Koopa dies, only the king re-evolves? Nobody else does. Yeah, (laughs) right. I think anyway. what we can get
1: back to is what we said at the very beginning. This movie is a lot of things, <laughs> but it is not boring. It is, it is boring. never boring. Even in the beginning with the rom-com stuff, it's weird and awkward enough that you're just sucked into it. And once they jump through that portal, I'll admit I, I drink through these films. Not heavy, but I drink through these films because you have to. Mm-hmm. I got to be in a good mood to watch these. And I was starting to wonder if it was the film or my drink
2: <laughs> cuz this no. is where we goes place I watched stone it, it was the film <laughs> mm. yeah
1: <laughs> well this brings us to a close for the the normal video game film adaptations for this short run when we come back we will be looking at something else i don't quite know yet it might be more video game tangential films it might be some video game documentaries We'll wait, we'll see, we'll decide what we can tolerate, what we can enjoy. But we thank you for joining on this absolute epic monster of a film. It deserves its reputation, both yes, good and does. bad. Yeah. We hope you'll join us the next time around. I want to take a moment, Adam, thank you for joining us hopefully you're not scared to join us in the future if this is the first one you join us on no thanks for having me it's great if you want to engage yourself in more kind of pulp and genre stuff more in the literary sense not the film sense adam has a podcast what mad universe that looks at the often kind of looked over more kind of forgotten genre work that's out there in science fiction and sci-fi and fantasy it is absolutely worth listening to check it out as for us if you've listened this far, where are you going? <laughs> I've been Nick Moore. With me were Wayne Brissett, Mark Athanis. Hey, Gentlemen, don't, watch, don't Mario. watch Mario
3: unless or do he, or do or do, do. watch it or yeah. do <laughs> <laughs> do. None of us give a recommendation or anything. Yeah. We'll catch you next time.
1: You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Atheas, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore with special guest Adam Prosser of the What Mad Universe podcast. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review. We'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, You can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfood at gmail.com.
3: Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next stage.